I squint my left eye and pucker my lips, which is what famous artists do when they are concentrating hard. I know that because I saw a cartoon about Leonardo da Vinci once, who was a very, very famous artist who lived a very, very long time ago. He's dead now, like all famous artists are, and that's just what he did when he painted. I want to be a famous artist too, but not a dead one. What? says Patsy. I'm trying to decide which side of your face is the best one, I tell her. They're the exact same, Penelope, she says. Or not. But then I add real quick so she won't be angry. It's okay, Patsy. Nobody's face is that way. She gives me a look. I know that look because I'm really good at telling what different kinds of faces mean. It's an artist's job to notice things like that. Her face says, you are truly making that up. Patsy doesn't know anything about art. I mean, nothing. She wouldn't know Leonardo da Vinci if he handed her a paintbrush and said, How do you do, little darling? But that's okay, because singing is her thing. When Patsy was born, her mom and dad must have known she would be a good singer because they named her Patsy Cline, after the famous country and western singer also named Patsy Cline. She's dead now, too. Only Patsy Cline, my very best friend, not the famous country and western singer who is dead, is her first name. Her full name is Patsy Cline Roberta Watson, which is the longest name of anybody I've ever met, even longer than Leonardo da Vinci's. I've never actually met him on account of, you know. So we just call her Patsy. I'll do this side, I say, because the other side has dirt on it. Stop your fibbing. True blue, I say. It's right here. I poke my finger at Patsy's smudgy cheek, and then I get a whiff. Catch up? Patsy wipes at her cheek with the back of her hand. Sausages for breakfast. Hold still, I say. Patsy makes her lips into a straight line. Wow, Patsy, you look just like Mona Lisa. She raises her eyebrow like she thinks I'm queen of the fibbers, but she keeps her mouth straight. This is as bad as posing to have my picture taken for all-star kids, she says without moving her lips. You're coming to my audition on Sunday, aren't you? I tell her that I am, and I stop talking so I can finish. It didn't take me this long to draw you, she says. Patsy, I say, being as patient as I can be, do you think that Miss Mona Lisa told Mr. Leonardo da Vinci to hurry up? I bet she would if she had a spider crawling down her neck, or if she ate some moldy ham the night before that gave her the runs. Patsy sure has a way of putting things. After I finish Patsy's mouth, I draw her curly hair. It's the color of chocolate cherry fudge, and she sure has a lot of it. Her curls tumble every which way on her head. Tuck your hair behind your ear, I tell her. Patsy cups her hands over her ears and then pulls her hair forward to cover them. What for? So I can draw your ear. You know, the thing that's on the side of your head. Never mind my ear, she says. My hair is my best feature. 
I give her a look that says, that's a good one. I know for a fact that Patsy wishes she could get the curls out of her hair for good. Especially when Patsy's mom attacks him with hairpins and gel before singing contests. Just so she can get her cowgirl hat to fit. But I decide to keep this nugget to myself and keep on drawing. Are you done yet? Almost. I draw her eyebrow. I can only see one since I'm drawing just one side of her face. The side without the ketchup. Her eyebrow is like a furry caterpillar that might curl up in the palm of my hand. It is so cute. I name it Marge. I'm right in the middle of drawing Marge the caterpillar when Patsy leans over my desk to try to get a peek at my drawing. But I quickly cover it with my arm so she can't see. You're not supposed to look yet, I tell her. Remember? Okay, everyone.